you got me Scarborough dude and uh, I can't see I can't see to drive I'm sitting in the car and sitting in the Kia and I've had eye drops put in for you know these eye tests to uh, take a record of where you're at and what what's the state of your cataracts and they didn't, I noticed everybody else was with somebody, but they never told me that. They just said, bring your, uh, bring your, um, you know, your health card, which they never asked me for, and the name and number of your family doctor, which they already had, and nothing else. And yet everybody was in pairs. Well, yeah, so the person who didn't have the eye drops. Could have somebody to drive them home. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I, I mean, my appointment was 2.30. I was early. They were late. It's 4.30 now. And I just, I mean, I, I moved the car from one parking lot to the next in a straight line, and I just can't see it. It's just, it's so bright. It's just like, holy shit. Maybe I'll look in my, uh, maybe I'll take a picture here. Well, you won't see it, but I gotta—I gotta see my own eyes. Can I, I'm holding the camera up. Oh, holy fuck! <laughs> Those pupils are huge. Makes an interesting picture, though. I look like such a jerk. No glasses and big pupils. Whoa! Yeah! Holy Christ! Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, that's not good. I mean, they should have. They, I mean, they really should have made that clear, you'd think. I mean, this is all they do in that place, is test your eyes and put drops in them. Fuck. I thought it'd be done by now, but uh, anyway. Okay, let's not waste any more time on that. But that is one of the... I mean, it was the only thing I had to do today, except for all the other things, which I did. One of them is return the rental car. And, uh, you know, I phoned Mike, the guy I've been dealing with. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're just cleaning it up now. should be ready by uh, by the end of the day. Okay, good. So I'm going to go from here. I'm going to drop the rental, the Kia, so all off at the Enterprise. They'll drive me back to Simplicity Auto. And I'll drive my wife's car back home. The Mazda all fixed up. I get a call. Oh, good. It's ready. Uh, no, uh, listen, uh, your windshield wipers, uh, do you have a problem? No. Well, they're not working. We're just checking, going and going once over, and they're not working. Well, I don't know anything about that, you know. I, you know. Well, all right, we'll check. So, am I going to be ready to pick it up today? Oh no, 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 no. It's uh, we just I, I didn't Mike didn't know I had to order another part. Maybe Tuesday. So, meanwhile, the rental car is expecting. You know, we're signed up until today, Friday. Jesus. So I'm going to deal with all that, too. So there's a whole lot of stuff to do today, including trying to find my bloody house keys and my car key for the for the Toyota. It's all about cars. Holy shit. 
somehow, somewhere, they got lost. And we've only got one key for that Toyota. And boy, you don't want to lose a key to your car. So I have no idea what to do about that or where. But anyway, that's not your problem. That's my problem. But I've spent a lot of time. I completely made the bed, tidied up the road track, hoping it would have fallen out of my jeans and onto the floor and I'd find it. But no, I didn't find it. So spent the morning doing that. And there's a whole lot more I have to do before my next, uh, you know, camping trip. And by the way, the last two episodes you heard were from the camping. This is now I'm home. It's uh, Thursday. No, it's Friday. Tomorrow I'm meeting John and Lisa and John and Jennifer at the Only Cafe. Maybe even Mike and uh, Mariana. So looking forward to that. As long as my eyes are fine. But anyway, the other thing today was okay. But by two thirty, I gotta be here. It's down near where the uh, where we go for men's group. It's near where the Japanese Culture Center is. You know, Winford Drive, off the Don Valley Parkway. Okay, we'll we'll do that. That's about a half hour drive. And. Um, I was all in a flurry. I was all stressed out. Because, number one, the whole idea of cataracts and lasers and scalpels cutting open your eye and taking out the lens and putting in another, and holy shit, they can do that? And the person's not blind at the end of it? God damn. I mean, I'm just up at the level where they burn you at the stake or they poke your eye out with hot sticks or something. And this, no, 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 no. They actually cure your vision. They take care of the cataracts. You're going to see colors better. You're going to see at night. You're going to, you know, it's miraculous, this whole process of what they can do now. So I was all stressed out because this is Doug Ford's government and now they're privatizing these things. And of course, this is done uh, in a hospital, but there are a team of eye associates And they will offer to do more than what's covered by OHIP. So the OHIP thing, he put down good letters. It's very good. Very good. This is is what he said, the doctor. I'm I'm going ahead of myself because he's the last guy I saw. Um, Better is if I pay $150 per eye um, and get a proper measurement, a laser measurement, so they know exactly the shape of the eye and it's done properly, And but, you know, to do that, so that they can get the lens right and everything else. So a more accurate measurement. I can, I can have, there's no cost for the basic surgery, right? It's all covered. You can have the stuff that's funded and uh, you get your basic lens, your basic measurements, and your basic eye surgery. The, the key word is basic. And that's what he says, Dr. Rathi, who I really, really liked. He he read my number. He just grabbed this paper out of my hand and said, hey, put that aside. Let's start over now. And he was right. Like, he handled me really well because he knew I was, I was going to go in there and bitch about the cost. <laughs> and he handled me like a pro. He's done this before. And the thing is, I went out smiling and thanking him with great respect for him. And that's a good thing. And I told him that. I said, I'm leaving smiling. You've done your job. Um, Now, better is if I get 
pay the money that this is beyond the OHIP coverage, pay $150 per eye to get this proper coverage. And then he's got a best. There's a best. And that's $580 per eye to get a high contrast lens. A spheric monofocal. I'll still need reading glasses and computer glasses after the surgery, but I'll see distance in my television viewing, uh, you know, maybe without glasses. Wow. Never had that. So, you know, he was very smart to do very good, better, best. Give me three options. And then scratched out the ones that go up to 1195 per eye. Uh, 910 per eye, 2,045 per eye, 2,195 per eye. He just scratched all those out. Said you don't need that. You don't need that. So he knew. He knew. He knew what he was doing, and uh, I I have respect for him. And I'm going to end up paying money because uh, I'm I'm going to go beyond the basic. He was smart enough to uh, figure that out. Do you mind if I put on the engine because uh, it's hot in the car and I need the aircon? Um. Okay. Stop. Yeah, so anyway, I I had posted a link about, yeah, it's going to cost you this, 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 you know, under Doug Ford's government and so on. But he um, he really made things a lot, a lot more clear, being an eye specialist. So somebody liked, uh, yeah, Rob Lee liked what I posted. Thank you, Rob. Um... So anyway, so that that's done. The thing is, I mean, you go in, you wait half an hour behind. You see a lovely young lady, and she does a few simple eye tests and, and measurements and so on and tests this and this, and, and all that's fine. And she says, okay, next. Then a guy calls you with a very heavy, heavy Indian accent, and that's okay, but just you really have to concentrate to understand what he's saying. And he gets out the price list. And start doing this. And that's when I, I mean, he was, his office was so small, I couldn't close the door with my roller coaster in there. You know, I had to sm- small it up. And then when I went to go out, I couldn't open the door. And he didn't even get up to help me. Like, you know, hey, 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 buddy, you got a guy in here with a walker. You know, give him a hand. Open the door for him, for Christ's sake. So he needed a reminder for that. But he went over all the price things and, and, and you know, ready to... Basically, his job was to book my next appointment for the merger measurements, which would be the end of June, and then after that, probably in the fall, to actually have the surgery. Uh, but the experience with him was not a positive one, and it was over, you know, the good... Not, not good, very good, better, best, but... He was the real best. And this is where it got to be like my experience with the uh, the salesman for the uh, hearing aids. And you would have heard about that on a podcast. I would have tweeted about that. That, you know, I was very, very, you know, hey, if you really want the best, you know, and if your insurance will cover it, here you are. But today we got a special. You know, we'll give you the best, but you'll only pay for the second best. That kind of thing. Fuck you. Jesus. I want hearing aids. I want proper ones. What, what is this upselling? And, you know, we're talking $5,000 there for that crap. Um, now, this thing could easily run you into that kind of money, but he just was kind enough to put an X through all the stuff that he knows I don't need because part of it is you don't you won't need glasses after this. This is corrective surgery, like laser treatment. Hey, you don't need, you know, I've heard about these people who have the surgery, and, hey, I don't need glasses anymore. 
I said, I don't care. I had glasses all my life. I kind of, it's part of me. You know, I don't, I don't need that. Oh, okay. Well, if you do this, you'll be able to, you'll still be able to see, you know, correct for television distance and beyond. You might not need them. You'll just need them for computer reading and computer glasses. So that's sort of an option. Now, if I want, if I don't want to even have them for computer, um, then we're, 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 the number really jumps up. But we're not going to do that anyway. All right, enough, enough, enough. It's just that this this has been all-consuming with me. I've been very disturbed about what this is going to cost me, and, and disturbed by the fact that richer people will have better eyesight. That just that's the fundamental wrong. Richer people will hear hear better. Richer people. And maybe I, maybe that's a twisted way of looking at it. Maybe I can't say people who are willing to spend the money. Well, let's say really it boils down to people who have the money. People who can afford it can have better eyesight and better hearing. And that's the part that kind of gets me. Maybe they could have had a better knee replacement. I don't know. I think, I, I think, I think there only was a basic option for me. But All right, so should we leave that aside, the health thing? What else? There was another health thing that just came up. Oh, yeah, I saw another health guy who assured me that I will outlive my neuropathy. I'll live longer than the neuropathy. Or no. How did he put it? No, that doesn't sound right, does it? I'll live longer than neuropathy? It's not going to kill me. I guess that would be one way of putting it. I'll outlive the neuropathy or the neuropathy will outlive me. Maybe the neuropathy will outlive me. Maybe that's it. Uh, at, at any rate, not to worry so much. He was also really good. Another great doctor here within the system. And um, he just, I left his place feeling better too. That, okay, so um, I do have this imbalance. That's not going to go away. That's not going to get better. But it's not deteriorating at a rate I need to be afraid of. Like, I'm, I think my right foot is good for quite a while yet, and I need my right foot to drive. Like, if my right foot was like my left foot, I probably wouldn't be able to drive a car. I couldn't, couldn't drive a standard now. So there you go, right? That's it. Um, so where were we? Uh, we were talking about, oh, the health. Yeah, so I've had other measurements. I know I haven't given you a health update for a while because I was camping. But I did have, um, see a specialist, and he says, yeah, you can go back to your physiotherapy now. You're okay. Uh, basically, I was referred to him because of the pain I had a month ago. And by the time I got to see him, the pain had gone. And we both laughed at that. And uh, he gave me his card and called him back if the pain returns. But I, I've been pain-free for, for a couple of weeks now. I haven't taken any pain meds or anything. I'm still on pain medication, gabapentin, but... Um, I guess that's helping. All right, Jesus, man, move on. Give them something they want. Give them something they want. What do you, well, what do you want? Uh, what have I got here? Cost. When? No, that's the cataract stuff. We've done that. Let's go back to Dixon Jane's. It's in the notes here. D and J. It's be nine four six. Dylan in a hundred years wireless receiver. Now I'm gonna save that one. All right, so my cat, Yuki, I've had for eight years now. Her anniversary was this week. She found us. I'm happy about that. I want to go home and see her, but I can't drive. Um, so eight years, yeah, it's quite remarkable. Beautiful, lovely cat. Yeah, I want to go home. I need my cat right now. I need some comfort, and my cat gives me comfort. Comes up to my bed at night, climbs up on the pillow, and I always wake up, and suddenly you got a nice little pussy cat there by your head. 
Um, Dylan, no, I said we'd come back to that. My home, as of tomorrow, no, as of today, we have had our home for 29 years. So bigger deal next year when it's 30 years, but 29 years we've had that home. So that's a big deal. And now, just now, we're starting to think about moving. And I did go and see, oh, yeah, there's another thing. Holy fuck, my life. Talk about busy. Talk about busy. Andy, you don't know how busy it is. Well, sorry, I was trying to do a, um, you know, what's his name? Don Knotts, Mayberry. Andy? No, that's not it either. All right, anyway, I, I so let's park that. Park that. Calm down. I've not been calm today. I have been so high. It's like somebody spiked my drink. If you watch Coronation Street, you got to be really careful. They spike drinks there. Um, I, I've been just really hyped up. Still, I am. Jesus. Uh, so the home, 29 years. Okay, and I said, Yuki. Oh, yeah, so what else? There was, what did I say I did this week? Oh, I toured, I visited some seniors' homes, condos, within this Christian community. And I actually like the place. <laughs> I wasn't too fussy about somewhere there was a written rule, no alcohol. And I think, well, you can't do that. You can't tell a person what they can do in their condo, surely. But I think if you were, if you were to get drunk and make noise, uh, yeah, you'd be called up, you know. There's probably some fine print regulation somewhere. See, I want to be careful. Um, now, one bedroom's out of the con- out of the. Uh, just no, that's not that's not in. But I did look at them. It's a lovely building of condos, but they're called life lease. In other words, the corporation owns them. You have the right to it. You've paid for it, and it's yours. As long as you live, and then it gets passed on to, you know, your wife or dependents. But then uh, you have to be 65 to live in the place, so it's not likely to go to your children. Um, but then you have to sell it privately. They they own it, but they won't sell it. So you'd have to sell it privately, and that's why I was able to go and look at some places. And I have the feeling they've been on sale for a while, that not everybody will buy into this option. And when you do sell it... You give 10% back to the corporation. Uh, so you lose 10% right off the bat, even if it gains some money. But it is yours, and you have access to all their facilities, uh, their gym, their pool. Uh, and, and it's an amazing thing. And, of course, it's meant to be that, okay, if you start to lose your capabilities, you can move down a level where you can have somebody come in. You'd move to a different building, and you'd rent and you can have assisted living places and to, to the point where, you know, they really look after you. Um, but anyway, I just, uh, the point was to let my wife know, okay, I am considering the possibility that the day will come when we do have to sell the house and move to a condo. And whether you want to have a condo tied into an organization like this or just a condo where you're on your own and you pay the fees. The other thing I didn't like, aside from the price, was you're still paying property tax, like maybe 125 a month, and then you're paying condo fees, or they, they had a different word for them, uh, but which, the ones I looked at for a two-bedroom, were 900 plus a month. So you're going to pay well over 100 and then on top of that, you got to pay your water, your hydro, and you'd have to pay your internet. So, wow, you could be cutting up to 1500 a month there for... Uh, 
you know, for a place you own. But I guess that's the case for a lot of places. Anyway, it's just been a busy week. I've just been doing stuff, right? Including taking the wife's car and getting this drive away, this Kia Soul that I have now. that I can't drive because I can't see. Uh, I think that's enough. That's 20 minutes. God damn. I, I mean, that's that. But boy, that was in your face. I apologize, but I'm just, I am just full on. I think I'm just little things like this gear. I'm geared up. Andy? Ugh, can't do that either. I used to be able to do Don Knotts, but uh, anyway. Let's, Ken, Ken, Ken. I actually posted a tweet today, and the tweet said, I've just said out loud, for Christ, Jesus Christ, Ken, calm down. Something like that. Like, I've never been this hyper. It's weird. It's very weird. Okay. Scarborough dude signing off from a parking lot somewhere. Outside a huge building for legal and doctor's offices and things. Off uh, off the Down Valley Parkway. I want to get home. Bye for now. Okay. Okay. I'm back. You're back. We're back. Uh, he, she, they back. It back. Me back. That's Judy Collins in the background. Uh, you probably can't hear much. I'm not going to turn it up. But it is just to test out my new... Uh, what do I call it here? Wireless receiver with universal universal compatibility. Plug and play supports dual connection. This is the um, thing that I bought from a company called Joyroom for about $30 on Amazon. And uh, the idea was you plug it into the auxiliary on your radio, and then it Bluetooth connects with your iPhone, and you can play all your music, which I am doing now. Um, and I would guess, let's try if we did a map, if we did directions. Will I hear it through the speaker? I think we will, of course. Let's just say we want to go to 3090 Kingston Road, a nine-minute drive from here. Let's see what it says. Starting route to 39 Kingston Road. Head east on Farmbrook Road, then turn left onto Chestermere Boulevard. See, that works quite nicely um, because it cuts the music down, and that's kind of what I wanted. Um, I don't know that I needed this thing, but I wanted this thing. Um, I got, I just was so enamored with the Yeti. When I plugged, I think I already mentioned that, plugged in my phone, and wow, everything works, but especially the visuals, you know, that big screen with the map. Anyway, anyway, this is just for the audio. Uh, I guess I'm just trying to justify spending $30 of my wife's hard-earned money for a toy I didn't really need because I have a cable, and I can just plug the cable into uh, this system and get the same results except... Uh, well, I don't know if it would work with it. Yeah. I don't think it would work with the um, directions and the music at the same time. But anyway, uh, we'll just leave that there. We'll just park it as is. This is on, um, uh, what do you call it, shuffle. So, you know, we, we get what we get. I, I was actually quite happy listening to the uh, um, blues, no, uh, jazz station. 
911-1 here in Toronto. Um, but I had to test this out uh, while I was doing this to, again, make it seem worthwhile. All right, I spent 30 bucks. Yeah, okay, it works. God, leave me alone. Um, speaking of not being left alone, we had a wonderful gathering last night at the Only Cafe. My first time back in three months. And it was very nice. Uh, Naoko was kind enough to drop me off at the front door and then went on her merry way. And I went in and John and Lisa were already there waiting for me. And um, a little while later, John Lashinsky, also known as Picard 102, and his lovely partner Jennifer uh, showed up and joined us and added to the evening. I, I enjoy the company of those two. Uh, we, we got quite a long history here. And um, that was really nice. And we were going to get a visit from um, the other Michael and Mariana, Mike, Michael Mangiardi, uh, Mustard Mike, formerly. And um, around 7, then we got there at 2.30, you know, and I said I'd be there for, you know, till maybe 9. Sometime after 7, he sent me a text, is this thing still on? I hadn't heard, so I just assumed it was cancelled. So we had a quite a long exchange this morning about how I do things. And that is, if I had cancelled something that I invited somebody to, I for sure 100% would have let that person know, hey, sorry, changed my mind, I can't make it that date, it's not on. Uh, his default was just to assume it wasn't going to be on because he hadn't heard, he hadn't got a reminder. And I didn't want to send reminders, and I explained again to him that um, if I sent a reminder, I'd be afraid it would seem as if uh, I was putting pressure on people to show up, and I didn't want it. I wanted to say, hey, I'm going to be here. If you want to come, great. If you don't, that's fine. No problem. But to send a reminder, hey, we're still on, you know, where are you kind of thing, I didn't want to do that at all. So he just assumed he had a different whole mindset about this whole thing because I hadn't sent a message. It must have been cancelled, and uh, by then it was too late for them to join. But anyway, we straightened all that out this morning. Um, talking about different styles, some good conversations. I really, I deliberately provoked uh, two or brought on two conversations. One about the, um, I shouldn't even mention this one, the three-year, 184 million job to dig through a landfill site in Manitoba, I believe, to find probably the remains of two bodies that have been buried in that landfill for a long time now. Um, and, of course, the First Nations chief is saying, you cannot put a price on the lives of First Nations women... Uh, other people are arguing, hey, there's toxic waste there, $184 million to dig up two bodies of two women who are long dead, you've already got the killer, there's no clues to be found here. Um, and I, I sort of deliberately put it out there, if somebody, if a politician had the courage to say, instead of us spending that $184, we'll leave them, we'll, we'll put up some plaque or something, you know, to commemorate what happened here, this horrible thing, but it's still a landfill. Uh, but we'll take $184 million that we would otherwise have spent to dig up and find the remains and put that towards clean water uh, or something better, uh, more efforts to track down serial killers of women on the you know 
Road of Tears highways and 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 somehow something to benefit the native community. Um, but you know that would be a hard sell, and everybody said no. No, no politician is going to do that, and uh, why should it be either or? Or you know. Anyway, I just for for the sake of discussion, you know, I personally just do not see the point of doing that. But I know it is politically insensitive to say digging up two bodies over a three-year period is not worth 184 million dollars. You know, and, and that that just sounds it sounds all wrong. But in the course of human history, oh my God, surely there can be use. You know. To, to, other ways of, of dealing, handling this, but right now it's probably an emotional, you know, hot point that nobody dare say, oh no, we're not going to do that. All right. And then of course, even worse, I brought up, uh, what's the name, the Harry Potter author and, uh, you know, questioning why I should have to hate her. And, uh, I was given many reasons why I should. <laughs> I know it's not a joke. For a lot of it, it's not funny, but it's just, I, I think, I was, again, I was trying to raise the broader issue of where our lessons come from and who's teaching us what and what we have to learn quickly. And sometimes I think this really reminds me of um, the cultural revolution that, hey, if you're not in line with this thinking, we will correct you. And uh, J.K. Rowling, I, I still say she didn't physically she hasn't physically hurt anybody and of course that just caused outrage you she's a she's got a following and therefore um she's hurting so many people by her cruel words so anyway jennifer corrected me uh, quite fiercely on that point um i stand today still incorrected but anyway um team swarming we're, we're just jumping into topics here but if you haven't caught on yet uh, this has been happening. Canada's Wonderland. Teenagers going there, supposedly for uh, uh, you know an evening of fun, and then in gangs, swarming individuals, and and rather than call the police for help, uh, they just film them and post them online. And there's a sickness to that, and I absolutely hate, hate, hate that. I'm not enjoying this particular song. I'm just going to see. Oh, okay. I will use the receiver. It's handy right here just to uh, to push a button and say, let's go next, would you? No, didn't seem to work. Try again. Yeah, there we go. Whatever's next in, uh, in the shuffle line. Uh, so, yeah, this team swarming. And so, of course, he answers, well, we just need more police and security. But... I mean, the bigger issue is why are teens doing this? Why the hatred? Why the fighting? Why the the cruelty, added cruelty of filming it and putting it online, showing somebody getting beaten up? Like this, this is there's a sickness here, and I know in past generations people say, oh, "Well, we it, people were sent off to war," you know, and you've got all this teenage angst and hatred and anger and frustration and and energy that's not being channeled properly. They need something else, and. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer, but it, I find it deeply, deeply disturbing. I'm against all forms of violence. But uh, anyway, so I don't know. We got more of the same. You know, I, I don't want this song. There's another. You know, that almost sounds like it's going on repeat or something. Are we hearing the same damn thing every time? Come 
on. It's Shuffle, man. What, what, what is going on here? Stop. Go. Oh, sorry. I, it's almost like... There's supposed to be a, a shuffle function here. I'm looking at it. It's just a tiny little... No, no. Okay, that, that's clearly that's not doing it. Or maybe double tap. Double tap. No, double tap doesn't do it. No. Okay, that might have done it. Holding the button down instead of just tapping it. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that one either, so let's hold again. Okay. Now. Oh, my God. don't want to hear this either. Supposedly, you see, the thing is, I'm supposed to be able to drive and with one hand just reach over and press that button and change the music. Not happy with anything I'm getting today. The shuffle is just not doing its magic. Um, of course, there's a bigger problem. And the bigger problem is I've only got one speaker working, which I've told you about already, and I've got to get that fixed. Oh, by the way, I found my car keys, in case you were wondering. All right, I don't know. I'm just going to leave that, because it's clearly uh, distracting me. Um, I listen to Ninja Radio and... Um, Madge, Madge Weinstein, who's been around since the beginning, used to talk with Adam Curry back in the early days of podcasting. And, um, okay, what I'm doing is I'm holding my iPhone. And it was easier to change the music using my iPhone. I guess the only advantage I've got here is it's playing through the speakers. There's nothing else. Using that little gadget, it's really not something I needed. But uh, here we are. God damn, Ken. You, you, this inner dialogue is not interesting. Okay. How about See Emily Play? I love this song. If only I had two speakers to listen to it. So that's my next problem to solve here. I'm probably going to go to um, Ottawa and Gatineau, Gatineau on um, Thursday. So maybe this will be finished before then. And uh, I, hopefully I'll have a little more to contribute than what I have. I've settled on. I've, I've done the research. It's probably going to cost me about, did I say $1,600 to have my cataracts removed and new lenses put in. I could have the entire thing done for free without paying anything that is as promised. But when the eye doctor gives you good reasons why you might want to have the laser focusing to the shape of your eyeball at $150 a piece so they can get a better sense of exactly what kind of lens is needed and then a little check mark beside the better quality lens which may remove my need for glasses altogether for some things anyway. Uh, and then, of course, the problem is, so there's 1800 bucks total, you know. And then there's the issue, well, now I'm going to need a new prescription for my glasses because they're, they're going to be, my lens will be much stronger. I won't need such strong glasses anymore. And gosh, am I going to need to get sunglasses on top of that? What, what, what are we, oh, my God. 
So I'm just putting that whole thing off until uh, the fall. I registered for another Rule Trek gathering. In spite of all the things I said in this last time about some people talking too much or too long on the same story, um, I signed up clickety-boo right away. So uh, October 13th to 16th, I will be once again back in the very same little circle, Foxway, at uh, McGregor Point Provincial Park. Just letting you know in advance. Thank you very much. Scarborough, you're going to sign off now because I've just made a, a shambles of this whole damn thing and I'm not focused. And uh, it's better that... I'm sitting in the road trek, of course, as you could tell. And it's better that I do something, try and find something more productive to do with my time than talk to you and uh, share, puke out my inner conversation. Ooh, this is a good song, too. I'll just listen to the music. That's what we'll do. What is this one? Country Classics, Detroit City by Bobby Bear. Oh, yeah. I want to go home. I want to go Happy Mother's Day, by the way. I'm going to cook a roast beef dinner with Yorkshire pudding tonight. Okay. Well, here's an opening. I just got a uh, text message from Guilain in Gatineau. <laughs> Where I'm going Thursday. Excited about it. And uh, I just sent, uh, it'll be all, be f- it'll be fun. We'll all share our positive energy. Garen fucking teed, exclamation mark. Uh, and it will be. Very much looking forward to that, seeing her and Philippe. Uh, two people, some of you uh, listeners won't know, but these are people I met, uh, Guilherme first, and then later, um, Philip <clears throat> in Lowell, which uh, I may have mentioned before. Sorry if that's a bit loud in the background. I've got uh, a little Beethoven going. I got into the uh, Toyota and was trying to uh, sort things out. What do I need? And I found a whole bunch of CDs in the back that... Uh, I wanted to bring into the van uh, my all my um, prairie oyster, and then found this one, you know, sort of a, a Beethoven's greatest hits type thing. But it is good; uh, it is good stuff. Uh, so anyway, here it is. It's four o'clock in the PM uh, on May sixteenth. That is a Tuesday. I have had an excellent day, and I would like to share a bit of that with you. I think maybe I better just turn this down a notch. I got the windows open. You know, people will be hearing it out in the street. Uh, I had it cranked up to 25. I wound it down to 24, but it's still a bit loud. So here we go, 21, 20, about uh, 19. 19. So we can still hear it. Otherwise, what the hell are you going to play it for? I still got stuff to do in terms of preparing this for my uh, my trip to the Ottawa region, uh, like get rid of some stuff that are here and put away other stuff. But I don't feel like doing it today. I have had a spectacular day, and uh, I'll tell you how it started. 
Um, meeting my good friend Yasser, who some of you have met, um, at the Tim Hortons, not far from me, just off McCowan Road on Kingston Road. And we sat for more than two hours, from 10 till noon, basically. Oh, no wonder this is funny. I didn't have my earbuds plugged in. Sorry, hang on. There we go. Ooh, now I can hear. Ooh, this is different. Whoa. Tone it down, boy. I had the volume set high. That's too... Okay. Okay. So, we talked for two solid hours. Now, Yasser is of uh, Pakistani heritage. Uh, He knows when to speak and when not to speak about uh, religion. Uh, For example, when he is back in Pakistan... He has family in Colorado. I'm not revealing too much. He's a private person, but I I just, just to get the perspective, he's so interesting because he is so international, I guess you'd say. Uh, Certainly understands deeply, rooted in, you know, uh, Eastern culture and and Islam and, and, uh, you know, his family. But very... American, grew up in Colorado or in the States and has lived all over, Uh, lives on and off in Toronto all the time. Uh, And then every once in a while, I get a little message, you ready to meet up? And we'll meet and we'll just talk. And some people think, can you do all the talking? No, that's not true. It's like, just get rid of that. It's not like I'm stoned all the time either. That's not right. I'm not drunk all the time. That's not right. These things might have been true at one time. They're not true now. We engage in really good conversation. And I would say we talked about religion, um, the state of Western decline, uh, education, uh, fatherhood, uh, family, culture, uh, and oh, a lot about Japan. He's going to Japan in two weeks. Just surprised me. He and his partner are just heading off for... uh, uh, two weeks in Japan, so that was great fun to talk about, uh, you know, places to hit, you know. And um, I recommended, of course, uh, Yokohama, Kamakura, Tokyo, Nagasaki, and uh, and then of course he'll go to Kyoto as well. Um, but he'll have he'll have a wonderful time, and of course he'll just get it'll whet his appetite, and he'll want to go back. But a very, very interesting guy. I'm so happy to have him for a friend. He's not quite 40, so there's this, you know, wow, we've got a 35-year gap here in ages. But it's just, it's it's about conversation. It's about sharing. I mean, he's a deep thinker, and he's, uh, he's um, he reflects a lot. Uh, very private person, I think I may have mentioned. Um, we met, and again, I've told this story a dozen times, but who remembers any of these things? Um, when he needed a light, and I passed him a joint, and uh, that was outside a bar when I was with uh, Sheen from uh, Windsor, and uh, it just sort of went from there. But uh, anyway, great, great, great way to spend the day, a uh, good part of the day. And then when the lunch kids started coming in, that's when we left. And I had a few chair or errands to do, like grocery shopping, so my wife wouldn't have to, and took care of that. And then also, because yesterday the restaurant was closed, it was uh, the decision was made to order the sushi luncheon specials, or the Niji lunch specials, which is great. For, uh, for you know, under $50, you're 
you get three really good meals of uh, sushi and rice and miso soup and a little salad and tempura and and you know the, the maki it just it's just it's and sushi it's amazing and what we do is because you know the lunch special goes until three you can't go past there you're into dinner time and uh, you know they're closed for a bit so we order and say for three o'clock pickup and uh, tonight they were very very kind and helped me load it into my car so they were supper so what's what's not to like about that and then I realized, oh, great, on the way there, I'll pass by the shopper's drug mark, and they've been nagging me to pick up my order of gabapentin. It's already been prescribed. And so fit that in, and, and all the while thinking, I want to talk to my friends. When am I going to get a chance, man? But uh, here we are, catching up now. So, uh, again, I'm, I'm probably going to rant on a little bit because I'm, I'm excited. It's a, it's a high-energy day. Uh, the other thing we talked about with uh, with Yasser was just the the need for people like him, like myself, and that's we get along because uh, we have some similarities. The need for what we talk about is having an escape hatch, uh, something a part of your mind that knows there can be another future, different from maybe wherever you you might be feeling trapped at any time. It's open to other possibilities. And just having that sort of a release of not being locked in, of still having a sense of freedom of choice, freedom of your your destiny isn't set yet. Uh, that's a great, great thing. And it's very important for him, and of course, at his younger age. And for me, I've, I've surrendered a fair amount. My life is a lot more predictable. But every once in a while, something crazy happens. My son goes to Japan and says, hey, I want to live here. Let's buy a house. And then you think, ooh, 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 ooh that's interesting. But uh, anyway, just park that. Um, the car rental, I returned everything yesterday, got that done too, picked up my wife's uh, uh, Mazda CX-3, which had a little dent when she turned too sharply and hit a post and dented and fender and cracked a headlight. And the total cost for the insurance was over $4,000. $4,000 for which in the past they would have just hammered out and smoothed over and maybe painted if it needed it. This was, you know, ordering a whole new fender and a headlight system and everything else. And, and then that's why our insurance rates are so high here. And it seemed, you know, insurance companies happy. Yeah, no problem, man. You know, and we'll take a car. We'll give you a rental car too. You'll need that. And, uh, and then I shudder to think what's going to happen in future. But hopefully this is only one claim. But, I mean, that is a lot of money to uh, fix up a car. Jesus. But uh, it's done. Uh, but the guy phoned me today said, how are you pleased, from Enterprise, where we rented the car, how are you pleased with the service? And somebody I'd never spoke to before, but he was the manager. And he said, listen, would you do me a favor? Uh, sometimes they can give a follow-up survey. Would you just give us, if you're very pleased with the service... Would you please give us a, a, you know, a good rating? It really, really means a lot to me. Like he was really driving home this point. I need a really good thing. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. I tried to phone you several times and could never get through. And that's the only problem I had. Everything else was fine. We liked the car. Everybody's polite. You know, we didn't wait too long. But trying to get through to you. And he said, oh, oh, well, could you just leave that part out? 
And I said, no. I said, if you ask me to give an honest feedback, I'm going to say the car was great, the service was punctual, I got what I wanted, the price, you know, I don't care about the price, my insurance paid it, but everything worked out just fine, except when I wanted to call them with a question, I couldn't get through. And I cried several times. And the conclusion was, well, that's really going to hurt me. Maybe it's better if you don't leave a review at all. And I said, sure. All right, I won't leave a review. But that was, I find that kind of funny, you know. I, I didn't want to shaft the guy, but hey, it's a fact. You could not reach that place. You're on hold every single time for a long time. We are still trying, and you will not reach them. And, and they, they knew it was a problem, and the car company where I, who set this up, they knew it was a problem. He didn't want to hear about that problem. So part of me feels, hey, Ken, isn't that a bit hypocritical? So, But I did, rather than give the guy a hard time, I'll, I'll just, I did nothing at all. Okay park that. Thank you very much. Uh, the Cohen book. I just finished A Ballet of Lepers, which was a novella size. Very, very dark. And then a whole collection of short stories. Some just three pages and others a little longer that I found very interesting. All very different. Quite a bit of darkness in there too, but <laughs> Leonard Cohen, hey, what do you expect? The guy who writes a, a poem called Flowers for Hitler, you know, there's, there's going to be some some darkness in here. And the only thing that amazed me was whenever there was dialogue between two people, it was like written dialogue which drove the story forward. You needed the dialogue to advance the story. But it was so unreal. Like it was not, didn't sound like two people talking. It was just like you knew right away, oh, this is written script. But this is not how people talk. And I was really surprised. Now, he wrote these things when he's 20, 22. And so these are, you know, early writings. But I still thought, wow. And so maybe, you know, maybe these were never even meant. Well, no, he did try and publish them many times. They never got published till now, after his death. But uh, if you ever see that book, A Ballet of Lepers, uh, I'd recommend it for reading that aside. Um, I've got other notes here, and I'm just going to skip them. I do have a quote I took down. A survey, I'll, I'll just read it to you, and then you make of it what you will, as you will. A survey conducted across 95 countries and territories found that 40% of all respondents believed in witchcraft, and this belief transcends socioeconomic boundaries. The most vulnerable groups, including children, women, people with disabilities, the elderly, and individuals with albinism, are now gaining attention and hope for a safer future. Now, I brought that up because I was on the topic of Nigeria. And, again, I was there 40-odd years ago. I don't know how much would have changed in terms of education and so on. Certainly, the people in my village had many, many superstitions. They did believe, the educated amongst them, in juju, uh, in, you know, getting the, the, the witch doctor in the village or the shaman or whoever to give little razor cuts in their chest just a little bit and whether there was something that went in there or was rubbed on it, you know, on, over the blood, I don't know, but it was going to protect them from bullets, from the little war that was happening with the next village of a different tribe and, and I believe, different religion. Um... That was disturbing. And this was like my best friend, Charlie, you know, 
had this, went in. I, I waited in the car. I, I should have gone in, but he preferred I wait out inside while he had this done. And um, somebody else, you know, a, 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 a pharmacist, but not a trained one, I guess, but somebody who knew, um, showed me a picture of a, a modern painting of half person, half mermaid, and insisted it was a photograph, not a postcard, and not a picture of an art form, and that this was real. And he had it was real because he had, could show me the damn picture. Can I see with my own eyes? It's real. And that, that was frightening. And there was a Down syndrome boy in our village, and of course they were they they knew several people that he went down to the river at night and turned into a snake. Um, he was a happy fellow, liked his beer, liked to dance, but. You know, who knows when somebody was had a, you know, a spell cast on them and needed to undo the spell, whether there might be one of his organs or something that might have come in useful. And, and absolutely for sure, you do not want to be an albino in Nigeria. Sad, sad. And this was a recent survey. I mean, you know, this is and, and I don't know why I got into this other than I came across this passage. But I guess it was, it was really about the future of the world. Um, I told my son, Bob Dylan, will be remembered 100 years from now, and he just scoffed at that. This is my younger son. No way. Nobody will know. Nobody will care. Nobody will have heard of him. Nobody will be listening to his music. Uh, nothing. And I'm arguing, no, it'll be like Shakespeare. And, you know, God, I hope I haven't told you this. I don't think so. Anyway, um, it, it, his vision of the future and the takeover of technology and AI... I would not say it would be a, a, a happy future necessarily, but it's certainly going to be a world that's hard to imagine. So when I say 100 years, you think that's a ridiculous time to even conceive of because, um, uh, you know, I, I, I'm losing the thread. I just got another text. I'm, I'm very sorry. You should never do that. Have your thing open. and Okay, the line read... Guilin wrote, Guba will be jealous. Guba doesn't listen to this, but Guba is a great, great friend who also met at uh, at this place. So I have to give a, uh, a laughing, smiling face to that. Thank you. All right, we're done. All right, all right, forgive me. Okay, I'm multitasking, all right? I can do that sometimes, except when I'm driving. Oh, my God. I cannot do anything. I cannot look at something, take my eyes off the road for a second when I'm driving. Uh, it it just you know the car could be in another lane entirely. Ooh, oh, well, don't go there, man. Um, so yeah, I guess that's it. Sixteen minutes. I don't know. Is there anything else in my list of things to um, to do? Dylan rental. Uh, no, I guess we've uh, we've covered a lot of ground there. Ah, <sighs> it just it was a very satisfying day, and and I guess I've really. In terms of health-wise, I really have turned a corner. Like, I'm fine. I, I'm back to almost feeling... I'm, I'm back to feeling normal, except when I go out. Hey, to be careful. Take your walker with you, buddy. Or at least a cane. Um, and that's fine. It's no big deal. I, I think at the beginning, this was a real... Oh, my God. This is a real change of... Huge change of lifestyle and everything else. Well, I went camping. I've been to the only cafe... I'm heading off on a sort of spontaneous trip to Ottawa. You know, Philip, I, I knew Philip was going a while back, but it was just, yeah, hey, why not? Sure. 
I don't have any plan other than arriving there Thursday. I don't even have a plan for when I'm going to come home or whatever. Just, hey, yeah, do that. Uh, another plan I really would like to visit Sylvain in uh, where he lives. I believe it's uh, Richelieu, Chambly, uh, where my parents grew up. One lived in Richelieu and the other lived in Chambly, I guess across the river from each other. But that's, uh, that's the story of my mother and father's courting days. Uh, and I guess my, my mother's grandparents lived there. I guess Chambly, yeah. Anyway, all right, Scarborough dude, I guess I think I'm going to park it here. I've probably got a few minutes to finish this off and may do that tomorrow. I just need to catch my breath and uh, relax a little. Sometimes I motor on, as you well know. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's been good. And I think a lot of it really does stem from just that little, uh, that meeting. And and Saturday, you know, I don't know how much I said about Saturday in the only cafe. Just doing that with Lisa and John and uh, and then John's friend, uh, Jeff, who came by. It was very interesting, I may have mentioned. And, of course, John and Jennifer, two people who I really like. So, yeah, done that, covered that. But that was a, a kind of a turning point or a landmark or a... You know, a point I can refer back to and say, okay, moving forward now. Scarborough Dude, signing out from uh, from inside Sal, listening to a little, uh, a little, I was going to say, listening to a little Shakespeare. No, listening to a, <laughs> listening to a little Beethoven. Thank you very much. Bye for now. And this is the uh, final cut, track, bit. Oh, my God, I only got three minutes, so I just... I can't believe how days can come in waves of moods. Everything is good. You're feeling happy. You're positive. It's great. And then something fucks up. I'm trying to load my Presto card. I had to use my Presto card today because I, I got taxis to get me to the TTC office for wheel trans assessment whether I can or can't get that pass. And um, I failed, so means I passed, you know, so they'll give me something, some way, you know, of, of accessibility uh, because of my disabilities. But anyway, came home, wanted to load my Presto card. It's down to $8. Oh, it should be easy. Just, you know, tap the card. Oh, it shows you how much you got. Yep, there it is. Yeah, that's fine. That's what you got. Yeah, $8.86 left. Okay, I want to load it. Well, here's how you load it. Just put, just hit load. Well, there is no load function showing up on the app. Something is, oh my God, I I entered the number of the card so many times. I redid it so somewhere it's fucked up or somebody could say I fucked up. It registers, it knows who I am, and then it just does not allow me to add money onto the card. It's, it's really fucked. And then I looked at the ratings for this fucking Presto app. And it's two, two out of five, two. And I'm furious because, I mean, the number of times I had to enter the 17 fucking digit number to show, yeah, okay, yeah, oh, it's already registered. Yeah, well, I know that. It's me. It just wouldn't fucking, and you couldn't talk to a person to say, hey, uh, you know, maybe I'm registered under a couple of names, whatever. You know, it knows I'm here, it knows this card, but it doesn't come up with, like, it shows you on the page, oh, yeah, here's load, just load, add on, you know. Well, you don't have a card registered. Well, add the card. No, it's already added to another user, you. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, you you just go in circles, and and it just and you just get fucking fucking furious because of the goddamn stupid fucking machine. So wait till the bots really take over our lives, and then they'd scold me. Oh, they could tell I'm getting angry. Are you getting angry, Ken? Maybe we'll come back and try this again tomorrow. Thank you. Good night. And you're shut out. The system knows you're pissed off. It's not going to play with you anymore. It's not going to reason with you anymore. It says, no, 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 we'll punish him. And he'll know next time. Don't get starly. Don't get angry. Don't use bad words. Just do this logically. Let's do it together. Now, follow me. Are you ready, Ken? Did you have a good sleep? Let's try again, shall we? Honestly, fuck all right. I guess I didn't have anything to say. I, I went for my TTC assessment, and she said, yeah, well, I can see, yeah, you're, you're a little wobbly on your feet there, buddy. She didn't say that at all. She didn't say anything remotely like that, but <laughs> that's what the result was. Yeah, a little wobbly on the feet. Yeah, okay, no, and uh, you, you wouldn't make your way through the snow using that walker, no. You might need help on those days. So basically it was, I need a place where they have access to elevators, which is coming and um, so I don't know. I, I guess TTC will review it, and then I'll probably get some pass number, and I can call up and arrange to have be picked up or dropped off and booked in advance and use the app and even take a training course on how to use a TTC with your disabilities, you know. And that actually sounds like fun and interesting. But anyway, that's all done. We're over time. I'm heading off tomorrow morning for... Uh, Guilin and Philip in uh, Gatineau, and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully a little bit of spontaneity, just a change and away from uh, the routine. So anyway, we'll leave it at that. Scarborough Dude signing out, and uh, there'll be a new podcast about my time in Ottawa and Gatineau. Bye for now. And damn it, damn it, damn it, the speaker is out. in the, the They're in the door on the road trek. Somebody could fix that really easily if they knew you'd have to fucking open the door and find the wires and track it down. And uh, that, you know, I can't even see. You don't see any wires visibly. Who knows how they're looped in there, how it's done. And you'd think you'd be able to see where the wires go into the door because the speaker is in the door. Anyway, I don't know. Bye.